Please take your Bibles with me to Joshua chapter 1, and we're going to be beginning reading in verse 1, and we're going to read through the entire first chapter of Joshua. I believe it's on the um, monitors, but what I'll be speaking on tonight is what ails the believer. And what ails the believer, and the one thing that seems to be um, the greatest ailment amongst believers today is fear. And the definition of the word ail means to cause trouble or pain too. And what I've done is I've looked at the world today and I've tried to see what in particular is causing the most problem in the lives of believers. And it seems to be fear. Because if you look at churches today and you look at churches before COVID and you look at churches before all the different things that have been going on recently, you see a major difference in the amount of people that are in the house of God. And I believe what a direct result of that is, is the fear that has taken root in God's people. This first chapter of Joshua is probably one of the most encouraging chapters of the Bible that I have ever read. And so this evening what I want to do is I want to encourage you, just as God encouraged Joshua before they entered the land of Canaan. And what I want to do tonight is I want to remind you that you have nothing to fear because you have the Lord with you. And one thing that has amazed me is how quickly when fear becomes present in the life of a believer, we immediately turn to thinking that we know what's best. We think we know how we can get ourselves out of this. And instead of turning to the Lord, we turn to ourselves, and that is why we have found ourselves in the position we do today, with so many Christians filled with fear and with a world filled with fear. We're the people that are supposed to be giving this world hope, but instead, we seem to be the people that are giving this world even more to fear, because they're looking to us. So tonight, I'd like to encourage you. But we're going to begin reading in verse 1, and then I'm going to finish in verse 6, and we're going to slowly but surely work our way through this chapter. Beginning in verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now thou and all this people, I mean, sorry, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates. All the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. If you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible... I would encourage you to underline that phrase. I'm going to read it again. Be strong and of good courage. And the Lord explains why. For unto this people 
Shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them? Tonight, I want to remind you that we serve the same God. The same God that promised Joseph and his people that he would give them the land of Canaan is the same God that we serve. And the same God that did that very thing is the same God that is with us today. And what I want to remind you is this. Whenever fear finds its way into your life, I want you to throw it out. Don't even let itself cultivate in your life. Because once it takes root, it doesn't like to go away. And what it leads to is it leads you down a road you never thought she would go. And it leads you to a place you never thought she would be. And then, once you get to that place, you begin to question the Lord. You begin to question who He is and what He's done. See, I believe that the Lord, in His wisdom, knew that Joshua and the children of Israel were afraid. They're a small group of people compared to all of the people that were in the land of Canaan. And God had said to them, you were to go in and you were to take it, you're to conquer. And them being such a small group of people, they thought, oh, I don't know about this. And especially since Moses, who just passed away, was no longer with them. I'm sure there was quite a bit of fear, even amongst Joshua himself. So what the Lord does at the very beginning is he encourages Joshua not to fear. And he encourages his people not to fear. Later on, in verses 7 through 9, we get a little bit more of a detail. It says, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And then in verse 9, he says again, Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So the Lord reminds Joshua yet again to not be afraid. In our life, there's many things that come up. There's many decisions that we have to make. And there are many circumstances, there are many trials, there are many tribulations that we go through. And as soon as those things happen, we begin to be fearful. We begin to fret. We begin to wonder if we're going to be able to do this, or are we able to get through this. But what I want to remind you tonight is that you can and you will, because you have the Lord with you. At the beginning of this verse, it says, The Lord spoke to Joshua. When fear is present in the life of the believer, we tend to forget that we have that open avenue at any time to talk to the Lord and to share what it is that is bothering us with Him. We feel like we're alone when fear becomes present in our life. But you are not. Christ says in His Word that I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. But He also tells us in that, that whenever we need him, we can come to him for help. 
And that's what I believe he's reminding Joshua of at this very beginning. I said, this, I'm talking to you right now. Remember that I am with you. The same God that was with Moses is the same God that is with you, me. The same God that was with Moses and Joshua and everybody throughout all of history is the same God as was with that, that is with us. Excuse me. So remember that whenever fear becomes present in your life, remember that God is with you and he will give you the strength. Amen. You have nothing to fear. Later on in this verse, we see Joshua um, taking what I would say the next step is in listening to the Lord and what he had commanded him to do. See, Joshua could have been afraid and not taking the position that the Lord had given him. He could have said, no, that's not for me. I can't do that. I just, I can't do it like Moses did it. No, he didn't do that. And we find that here in, verse, uh, tw- in verses 10 through uh, 18. And I'm going to read it, okay? And then I'll explain a little bit more as we go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host, and command the people, saying, Prepare your victuals. For within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. And to the Reubenites and to the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh spake Joshua, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you rest and hath given you this land. I'm going to stop for a minute. Yet again, we see the Lord telling them that he is with them. Yet again, we see the Lord reminding them who he is and what he's done. These people, the Lord had promised to give them the land that they were in at that time. And he fulfilled his promise. And he said he would give them peace. And at that time, they had peace. And so he takes a moment to specify that. And then he continues here in verse uh, 14. Your wives and your little ones and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side Jordan. But ye shall pass before your brethren armed all the mighty men of valor and help them until the Lord have given your brethren rest as he hath given you. And they also have possessed the land which the Lord your God giveth them. Then ye shall return unto the land of your possession and enjoy it which Moses the Lord's servant gave you on this side Jordan toward the sunrising. And they answered Joshua, saying, All that thou commandest us, we will do, and whatsoever thou sendest us, we will go. I'm going to stop again. One thing that has prevented the church from growing and from doing what God has called us to do is fear. Wouldn't it be something else if we said the same thing that these people said to Joshua here in verse 16 to the Lord. I'm going to read it again. And they answered Joshua saying, All that thou commandest us, we will do. And whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. What would the world today be like if every single one of us here tonight were to say that to the Lord? And to truly mean it, no matter what happens that we would serve the Lord and we would follow him. Why do you think this is brought up here towards the latter end of the verse after Joshua has reminded 
the people of Israel, that the Lord would be with them, and that the Lord would help them. It's because he wants to remind them that the Lord is with them, and they have nothing to fear. So then they should, in fact, give all to the Lord, so he can do with them what it is that he would. So I say the same to you here tonight. You know who the Lord is. You know what he has done for you and in your life. You know what he has done in the past for his people, both for the Israelites and for us as believers. We have over 2,000 years of written history of the church and all the things that the Lord did. In the times that seemed the bleakest, where his people were filled with the greatest amount of fear, the Lord came through and showed himself faithful. It showed them that he truly was who he said he was. And he has done that from the very beginning. So what makes you believe that he won't do that today? So whenever fear comes up in your life, like I said, get rid of it. There's no reason to fear because you have the Lord with you. And it doesn't matter how things look. Dale Moody said this, and this this might help it drive it home. He said that to fear is to have more faith in the antagonist than in Christ. What does that mean? That means whenever we fear, we have more faith in whatever it is that opposes us than we do in our God. We serve the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We serve the great I Am. There is nothing that we should fear. The devil himself doesn't even hold a candle to the Lord. There's an old urban legend, and I believe it to a degree. But it's talking about Martin Luther and how he woke up in the middle of the night and he looked at the end of his bed to see the devil standing there. And he looked at him and he said, oh, it's just you. And he went back to sleep. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. But that can be the case for every believer. Because you don't have to fear the devil. Because there's nothing that he can do to you unless the Lord allows it. You remember Job? You remember all that the devil put him through. But did Job ever lose faith in God? Did he ever let fear take hold of him? No, he didn't. And the Lord kept the devil from even taking his life. So don't you believe that even if the devil himself were to come to you and to, become, to directly attack you like he did Job, don't you believe that the Lord would keep him from even taking your life as well? Don't you think that the Lord would give you the strength that you need to get through it just as he gave Job the strength to get through it? There's nothing to fear. All. Fear is what has caused, really and honestly, the present state of America and the present state of the world. When the question was raised, should the Bible be in the public school, Christians were afraid to stand against it. When the question was raised, should prayer be in the public school, Christians were afraid and failed to stand against it. When homosexuality 
was being basically voted on by the Supreme Court, Christians failed to stand against it because we were afraid of what would happen. Time and time again throughout all of history, we have been afraid and we have not stood when we should have. And I listen to people today, and I don't mean this to be degrading, but I, I want you to understand something. I've heard so many people use this excuse, and I'm tired of listening to it. They say that the reason that the world is the way it is today is because it's a sign of the end times. The Bible says that the world is going to wax worse and worse. I'm going to tell you something. The world has been much worse than it is today, before. Much, much worse than it is today. And just as Christians before have allowed it to get to this point and even worse, so we have done the same thing. And there's absolutely no reason that we should have. So what I'm trying to say to you tonight is this. That as the world, as it does, continues to try to take down the church, to take down the truth, and to destroy this world, we need to stop being afraid and start standing and remember that we serve the Almighty God. And we need to be strong and of good courage. There's no reason that we shouldn't be. Because we have something to hold on to. We have the Lord to hold on to. We have the Lord with us. I can't say it enough. We have nothing to fear. I'm, I'm serious. We have nothing to fear because we have the Lord. And Joshua reminded, the Lord reminded Joshua of that, and Joshua reminded the people of that. And you know what I think is great? Is that this isn't the only time. If you are to read the book of Joshua, you will see time and time and time again where the Lord told Joshua and his people, you have nothing to fear because he gave them victory after victory, after victory. And he fulfilled what he told them they would do. And he gave them the land of Canaan. And he gave them victory. The Lord has already won the victory. But what we are right now is that we are in the battles that are leading up to that victory, that the Lord will ultimately win. And we choose if those battles are going to be won for the Lord, or if the world is going to win those battles. And those battles make a big difference. One thing that we seem to just turn to is that the Lord's going to win in the end, so we don't have to do anything. No. That's a terrible idea. We need to stand firmly on what the Lord has told us is true. We need to be strong and of good courage and to no longer stand back into the side, and to no longer fear this world and what it's capable of doing. The world should be afraid of us. Not in a bad way, as far as the people that don't seek to get rid of the church and to get rid of truth. They should fear us in the sense that we serve a God who is mighty enough to take everything that they have taken back. And to show this world the mighty right hand of the Father 
but to also show them his loving kindness and his mercy and his grace. So what I want to encourage you in tonight is to be strong and of good courage. Hold fast to the Lord and do not fear. Because there is nothing to fear. I'm going to finish reading verses 17 and 18. According as we hearken unto Moses in all things, so we will hearken unto thee. Only the Lord thy God be with thee, as he was with Moses. Whosoever he be that doth rebel against my commandment, thy commandment, and will not hearken unto thy words, and all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. The very last words in this chapter. Only be strong and of good courage. If we want to see this world changed, if we want to see this world brought back to Christ, then we need to make sure that there isn't even the slightest amount of fear in our life. And we need to get back on our knees and talk to the Lord whenever we need Him. And even when we're enjoying the things that He's blessed us with, we still need to talk to Him. And we need to dig into His Word to see that the same God that gave them the victory is the same God that will give us the victory. And we also need to not just read what his word says, but to act on what his word says. And what he has called us as a church to do. A lot of people seem to think that the Great Commission is just a do if you want. It's not. It's a command of God. And whenever you do not take the opportunity that God has given you to share the gospel with someone, what do you think that is? It's sin. You may be the only person that ever shares with them the truth of the word of God. And because you didn't take that, they may be down in the eternal lake of fire. And you're going to stand before God one day. And he's going to ask you, why didn't you take that opportunity? What are you going to tell him? You were afraid? What did he tell Joshua? He said, heed my commandments. And then he says, have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage? He's telling him, I've commanded you not to be afraid. Because of what fear can do in you. And what it can do to my people. And we're looking at it right now. We're looking at the direct result of what fear can do in the lives of God's people. So I want to ask you to make a decision tonight. To make a decision to do whatever it is that God calls you to do, no matter how afraid you are. To make the decision as a church to do what God has called us to do in Fulfilling the Great Commission and helping the poor and the needy and helping the lame, the broken, the fatherless, and the hurting.
and not to be afraid of any opposition that we will face from the world. Because we undoubtedly will face it. But we should not be afraid of it. Because God will give us the victory. So tonight, make that decision that you will no longer fear, but that you will trust the Lord, that you will be strong and of good courage, and that you will stand for the Lord no matter what. And fathers, that you will stand for your family no matter how much you're beaten down. And wives, that you'll stand with your husband no matter what happens. Because you are the last line of defense against the devil because he seeks to take your kids and to sift them as wheat. He wants to absolutely tear them to bits. And you're that last line of defense for him to do that. Don't back down. Stand up. Be strong in the Lord and be of good courage. Remember that we serve the Almighty God And there is nothing that we have to fear. So as you move forward in this life, remember that any time fear pops its head up, get rid of it. Leave no place for it. Go before the Lord and ask him to help you with it. Look into his word and see more and more of what he can do with you, what he has done before, and all that he's capable of doing. So be strong and of good courage. That's all that I have for you tonight. But it's something we need desperately. And God's, as God's people here today.